calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's up, please advise listeners, it's Malls, I'm on vacation, I got really fat, I've eaten two cheesesteaks today, and it's like 4 o'clock. I just listened to the podcast, and I keep calling the show that I'm talking about Married at the Altar, which is not, like, it doesn't make sense. I, everyone gets married at the altar. The show is called Married at First Sight, and it's on episode, like, five right now. I'm still obsessed with it. Even though we recorded this episode a couple weeks ago, um, I'm still, like, totally obsessed. And Jamie and Doug are like, they're doing much better. It's a journey that you really want to follow. So enjoy the show, and um, pardon my drunken rambling uh, at the beginning. All right, thanks so much. Hey, everybody, it's Malls. Welcome to Please Advise. We don't have a guest today. Well, we have Christina. We don't have a guest <laughs> today uh, because I just, like, was, like, getting one one. So we don't have a guest, and it's just me and Christina getting back to our roots, coming clean, all a Hillary Duff. God bless. And um, yeah, we're getting back to our like episode one roots where it's just me, you and a bad bottle of rosé. Exactly. Except there's no rosé this time. I've drinking drank two <laughs> glasses of bourbon and um, that's about it. Normally I do this shit faced. Um, if you guys have any questions moving forward, the number is 323-450-7408. We not only do we want your like original calls, we're dying for them, but we want like your updates. So if you've called before and I've given you amazing advice, which I'm sure I have, you can please call that number and give us like a little bit of an update. And actually, I can even get on the phone with you. So just give us notice. We'll do that. Yeah, just reach out to us. We're very receptive as to getting updates and I live for them. So we live for them. <laughs> you can also email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's PLZ for please. Because uh, I'm dyslexic and I never really learned how to read. Um, Christina. Yes. I'll tell you about something. Yeah. Okay, so we're not doing a drink segment this week because, I don't know, we're just doing like Bullet and Diet Coke, yeah. which I know Bullet, you're not supposed to mix it with things, but like, come on. Anyway, um, I've been watching a lot of series. Um, I'm not like, I cancel my cable, so I'm not yeah. just like free-flowing like I'm not just like oh like channel surfing yeah there's none of that going on in my life right now like I'm at a place in my life where if I want to watch television I'm committed to a fucking series or I'm <laughs> watching Netflix that I steal from my friend Sasha you're having a lot of binge watching journeys is a what you're saying. lot of binge watching journeys so I like just blindly purchased a show the other day called Married at the Altar have you heard of I've seen the previews and I'm very interested. I just haven't been near a TV when it's on. Christina, it's sickening. Okay, so <laughs> this is what goes on. So what they did is they got like four scientists and they got them together and they pulled 
25 men, 25 women that were willing to get married at the altar. Then they did like the typical thing that they do on like The Bachelor or whatever where they follow you home and they do a little like assessment of what it is that you are. So then they did um, – what they did is I didn't realize this is what happened. I thought all 25 people were going to get set up with someone and I was like, well, that's just scientifically doesn't seem like it's possible. Like right. you're pulling from a 25-person pool. But they only choose three couples out of the 25. Oh, okay. So they make sure that they're super compatible they're before. They're super compatible, okay? So this is the deal. There's Monet and Vaughn. <laughs> and they're like the sexy, like, black couple that's just, like, getting it done. Like, you <laughs> just, right. like, look at them and you're like, okay. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, like, a white person who's had <laughs> mostly white people sex. And I don't know if that's different than, like, I just imagine, like, I'm like, okay, there's, like, some black love going on here. And that's beautiful. Like, I just imagine there's some, like, chocolate fun that's happening in a <laughs> world that doesn't happen in my world, okay? And then <laughs> there's, um, oh, Courtney and Jason, who are everything. And they, like, definitely for sure have, like, a sizzling sex life, like, <laughs> off the bat. Because they're the only couple that kissed at the altar. Oh, wow. The only one. Okay. And then. Wait, so the other couples didn't even bother trying to see if there was chemistry off the bat with a kiss? Oh, uh, well, no. Like, I mean, okay. So Jamie and Doug, it was like brutal. Okay, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. I love these names for these couples. They seem like names of couples that have been together for forever. Yes, exactly. So Jamie and Doug. Okay, so Doug has like moles on his face. And I don't like, there's no other way to say it that's like not not polite but like Doug has moles and they're like crazy moles like he they're the under the skin type so it's just like his skin is like popping off his face and like you're just kind of like ah but like Doug's like kind of cute like he's like there and none of these people are on television for no reason right yeah I have I'm, I'm assuming that they had to be like telegenic and they also had to be like decent and charismatic a little bit so that they wouldn't be boring on television so what they do is they they like okay so jamie and doug what really okay back it up doug very sweet lost his job lives with his parents got another job is saving up money maybe gonna live like with his parents for a few more months and get his own like situation and this happens a lot, I've noticed. Like on The Bachelor, there's always like some guy that lives with his parents. And I can't – it's like unexplainable because I'm like, how did you get past casting? Well, like they're older than like a, mil- a millennial, right? Like – Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So some guy in his like mid-30s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Doug's 31. Oh, okay. And I'm like – you have to be like – you can't live with your parents like honestly past 23. Yeah. That's my feeling. Like, I understand in some cultures, like, you may stay in. Like, you may be an Armenian. <laughs> I can no, say that because um, I live in Glendale. You may be an Armenian that lives with your family till 26, 27. Yeah, and an uncle that lived with uh, my grandmother until he was in his, like, mid-20s. Oh, I had two uncles that never moved out of the yeah. house. But you want to know what? They're fucking weirdos. And, like, that's the point <laughs> is that, like, you if you don't leave the nest by 27 – Forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I agree with you. Kiss it goodbye. Your life's gone. Like, that's it. So Doug never left. Well, he did leave the nest and he had this like career failure, which I like want to read more about it. And then, um, I mean, I think it's nice his parents didn't let him go homeless. He had a sales job, which he like vaguely like, quote unquote, had to leave. Would love to know more. Like, maybe it was an extensive mole removal, but like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Not enough. And, um. Jamie just is not attracted to him. Yeah, and that was I saw that part. I saw that in the preview. Like she like her face dropped. And she her was like, face dropped, and like she couldn't like. And by the way, like she is so expressive facially that it's obnoxious because I could tell she thinks she's like she couldn't even fake it that she was like no. But she's making this like she's making these like animated like like uh, like these like faces and i'm like i know you think that three of these faces are going to be used in editing and they're just gonna like cut to you making this like i'm unsure face but like in reality you 
are having all 25 versions of that face put on the internet and you look like, or whatever, television, and you look like a goddamn freak. Yeah. So Jamie I'm not really into because the reality of it is that she and Doug are very, very compatible. Like uh, Monet and Vaughn are the most compatible scientifically out of all the people in the show, but Jamie and Doug I think are compatible in every single way except that Jamie is not attracted to um, guys like Doug. She's attracted to different physically types of guys. Well, you know what? Maybe that's her problem and maybe Doug Duh. will be, yeah. Well, I say this all the time as like when friends come to me and they're like, I really like this guy, but I'm like, well, maybe that's your lesson for this life. Yeah. Like maybe your lesson for this lifetime is like the guy that you think you're attracted to is not necessarily the guy that's best for you. Absolutely. And the guy that you think you're not attracted to is the guy that's best for you. Yeah. That's always what I think. Yeah. I think always. that's a lot. That's a case a lot of times where, uh, you know, I have a lot of single. Well, I have some single girlfriends, but it's just like, oh, the reason why these relationships aren't working out is because you're physically attracted to them, but you have nothing in common. Amen. Amen. And yeah. like, that's the thing is like, I really always thought. I was into like skaters and I would say that all the time. I'd be like, my type of guy is always like a hot skater guy. And in reality, I've never dated a guy like that. I've always dated like nice, like mama's boy, like probably shops at Kohl's, like type of guys. And yeah, so you'll be surprised what life throws you guys. Please watch Married at the Altar. I'm obsessed with it. I just need people to talk to about it. I'm already in a bind with Pretty Little Liars. I really only have <laughs> Christina and Blair to talk to about it. And um, you've met both of them. I need more people to talk to about my shows. So watch Married to the Altar and then write in to me at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's PLZ. The number is 323-450-7408, and I want your calls about Married to the Altar as well. Um, <laughs> it's just important to me. And, um, yeah, I want to take our calls, Christina. Yes, I'm excited to be on this side of it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Hey, Malls, my name is Jackson. I'm 28 from Pals Radius, but I've lived in SF, Boston, and New York for most of my post-collegiate life. Uh, I'm, I'm 28 now, exploring my sexuality, um, and I have, a, I have a gay boy story that I want to share with you and hopefully get some advising for. Um, I just finished grad school, and I moved back in with my family to pay for some loans and to work on my residency. And an old high school friend, uh, no, sorry, an old high school like acquaintance messaged me to hang out, or of course I say yes, because I'm in no position to refuse friends. And it turns out that he's like some sort of psycho. At some point in our friendship, we got pretty wasted, and we started hooking up, even though he's straight or whatever. And hooking up with him was actually pretty fun until he started to get crazy. When my school friends came to visit from Boston, the guy cried because I refused to take him out with my friends, and he was like, I need you to take me out with your friends because I don't feel alive if I'm not hanging out with you. Another time, when I didn't sleep over at his house, he found my parents' address on the Internet somehow, and he, became, uh, and he started like banging at the door at 3 a.m., to try to hang out or hook up or I don't know. Basically, I'm freaked the fuck out, but my penis doesn't care. Um, he's a pretty sexy guy. He's a really, really sexy. He's like a he's like the hottest guy I know actually. And he has a really great body and um and he's like straight. Like is he straight? I don't know. And um and I want to keep hooking up with him, but I'm terrified that his crazy will just culminate and I'll end up hating him. And um I don't know. Is this a fun and flirty live last love moment, or is this like a Jerry Springer situation? I don't know. What do I do, or should I do anything? Anyway, I love your podcast because you keep it real. It's one of the few things I look forward to on Monday. I'm so excited to see more of your work, Malls, and I hope you're doing well. Thanks. Bye. Jackson! Oh, my God. You've unleashed the gay dragon. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> I think that really what it is is that this guy is a super big-time closet case. Yeah. Your presence has, like, changed his life. Like, he's like, oh, my God, finally someone I can be free around. And, like... I love, yeah, I love that he's questioning the guy's, like, homosexuality. Like, at, at the bottom, at least, he's bisexual. Like, at there's the no question. very least. Like, you've ne like, you don't suck a dick unless you, like, want to suck a dick. Like, that's it. Like, you just don't. Like, it's a, it's a whole effort. Like, I think that 
Wow, Jackson. First of all, no, it's not living and laughing and loving, but I do love that you asked me that. I am so glad you listen to this podcast. I can't like really speak to all of the details of this guy, and I would love to see pics, um, which you can email me at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. But I um no, I think you've unleashed his gay dragon. Like I think that you gave this guy permission to be what he has always felt inside. And he knows that you are comfortable with yourself. And I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't think the guy from your high school that's a super fucking babe that's hanging out in the town he grew up in would invite out the gay kid on Facebook if, unless he was trying to, like, be gay on Facebook. Like, I don't know. What yeah. do you think? I mean, he seems like he's so into you because he can finally probably be himself around you and be who he really is and that's why he's dying to spend time with you but it's going to psycho levels like the fact that he looked up your parents um address on the internet and went over there at three o'clock found that in the school phone book like he probably has a weird copy of it that he like masturbates on when he's at night (laughs) i'm sorry like alone at night you know what i mean yeah but i mean like it just feels like this guy's doing the most just like i don't feel alive unless i'm hanging out with you yeah (laughs) yeah no he's no Jackson, Jackson, hon, you're living and laughing and loving. This man is, like, living and laughing and closeted. And, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's not – this guy needs something that it seems like you don't want to give him, which I understand. Like, that's a huge project to sign up for. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Jackson seems like he's – He's self-aware. Like, Jackson giving him a pass. Jackson is saying to him, like, you will be yourself in front of me. And, like, you can be whoever you want to be because I'm me. Like, Jackson is Jackson. I can sense that. And I also think that Jackson's not trying to lock this down. He says no. that he's exploring his he's sexuality. Hit and he's, fun. Yeah. he's having fun. He's thinking with his penis. And he's like, I'm all about this guy even though he's a psycho. Totally. But, yeah, no, I don't think that – I think continuing this relationship further than like booty call level is just asking for trouble. I think you need to take him out, take him to like whatever, like some place and get like chicken fingers and like take <laughs> like him out, TGI like just sit down. Well, every town has chicken fingers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm saying, like that's you just take him to your local like chicken finger spot and you just say to him, look, man, like you're awesome. Yeah. I adore. You're hot. You're fun. You're fucking a smoke show. Like, you're everything. Yeah. But I can't, I can't, like, do this with you, especially because he needs to speak to someone. Like, he needs to speak to someone. At this age, if you guys are, like, post-collegiate and, like, he's not out of the closet, he has a mess of issues. He has a gang of issues that he needs to speak to someone about. And, like, that's just it. That's just it. And maybe you were put in his life or, like, maybe you opened the door because you were meant to be the person to sort of guide him through this. But if you're not here for that, then you should just be honest with him and be like, hey, I'm not interested in continuing continuing this anything other than just, like, booty call moments. Honestly, be the angel in his life that you know you were born to be and just, like, lead him in the right direction. You are his North Star. You're his North gay star. (laughs) And I'm proud of you, Jackson. I thank you so much for your wonderful call. You're so sweet. And um, please update us because I really want to know about this guy. And I want to see pics. All right. Thanks. Next call. Hi, Malls. Um, I recently broke up with my first serious boyfriend. Um, and I've started to get over him and realize how much of a douchebag he is. And part of this process was bitching to my best friends, like I think all girls do. Um, I told her exactly how I felt, the times when I thought I wanted to get back together with him and all my crazy plastic revenge I could do, stupid things I would obviously never do. And recently I learned that she's been telling him all these things and also kind of twisting my words and just painting me in a really bad light. Now, she and him have always been acquaintances, but me, the relationship that I have with my friends, she's obviously my best friend, and we've been there for each other for a while, and I've always really been there for her. I'm just feeling really betrayed right now because I'm in a point in my life where I really want to put my drama and my horrible relationship with him in the past, so I just don't know how to deal with things more in concerns. 
um, with her than with him because he can stay in my past, and I'm glad with that. But I don't know if I should move forward with her or if not. Um, thanks. Okay, so this girl wants to fuck your boyfriend. That's your ex-boyfriend. That's it. Like, there's nothing else. But, like, this girl may be your best friend on tape. She does not want to be your best friend more than she wants to fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, she would not be going to him unless she wanted to bone him. I I hate to break this to you because this is, like, kind of, like, two bad news is in one because your ex-boyfriend seemingly, like, by the way you speak about him, I would guess he, like, wants to get back at you. And I also would guess that this girl is, like, you know, like, she's not a real friend. Like No, she- and she might have been scheming this for a long time. Like, while you were divulging these things, she must have been, like, rubbing her hands evilly and, like, yes, girl, like, spill it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell him everything. I don't think she was ever really a true friend from what it sounds like because – People's animalistic urges are so much greater than anything they could intellectually put together in their life. Like, this girl may actually really love you. You should know that. Like, she may actually really, really love you and consider you a very good friend. But, like, if that gets in the way of her pussy game, like, she will throw you, like, under the bus. That's just it. I've seen it time and time again. Like, girls just, like, tossing aside their friendships – but for, then you never really cared about them. Like if you're willing to like toss aside that friendship, that, I don't think really... I don't I don't know. I think sometimes the pussy takes over the mind. Like, and I think that the dick takes over the mind for sure. Like, how many guys do you know? Like, oh, you yeah. know, so many guys yeah. that would fuck their best friend's ex girlfriend. Yeah, so many guys, and you'd never wonder if they were actually best friends. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you actually care about the person. The reality of it is, is that like people if. If people want to fuck, they're going to find a way to fuck. Now, I think that personally, I don't want any of my friends to get with my boyfriend or my ex-boyfriends. I don't like that thought at all. But if I were to intellectually quiz myself and say, do you understand that the odds of someone who you consider your best friend being would be attracted to someone that you consider to be a viable love interest, like, yes. Like, odds are is that they are compatible because you two are compatible and, like, all it's all three are compatible. I basically, I just think that there's a lot of times where, you know, we talk sometimes about girl code on this show, whether or not we believe it's a real thing. I think that there is and there is not no girl code. I Do I think it's cool to hook up with your ex or your best friend's ex? No. Do I think that in a pot there's a possibility that you could get a better relationship out of this guy than your best friend? Yes. Are there only so many people on this planet? Yes. Are there only so many people that you have access to on this planet? Yes. Like, I I think that there is a really like it's just it's just a fucked up situation because your best friend probably has had her eyes on your boyfriend mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. Like, she probably thought he was hot six months into you guys dating, if not right off the bat. And who knows how long she's been plotting this. But um, um, I feel sorry for this girl because she's going through a breakup. She's realizing that this guy that she dated is a total douchebag. And then her friend betrays her. It's It's... She's going through a really tough time right now. But on the other hand, I have to say, I do see this side in which is like, this is not a betrayal. Like I there can't are see some, that side. Okay, so I don't I don't agree with that side. Yeah. But intellectually, I understand that like this is not necessarily the biggest betrayal because this girl sees him as a douchebag. Our caller sees him as a douchebag. Yeah. She sees him as like Someone that was not ultimately compatible with her. Yeah. But, like, it's just unfortunate to say, like, this is where I'm saying, like, animalistic urges take over common sense. I think the thing that bothers me, too, is that the breakup is still, from what it sounds like, really fresh. Fresh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just happened. Yeah. And it's one thing if it happens, like, a couple months after and she's rebounded, but it sounds like this just happened. She sounds pretty together for me. Yeah. Like, I think that if this was me in in some of the major, like, serious breakups I've been through, I, A, wouldn't have been able to call a pod 
podcast, B wouldn't have been able to hold it together throughout the call. Like, yeah, Christina you just be, you would just be me. like listening to Adele or something. I know, like, I know. Christina's seen me through some like bad times. Yeah, there were times where like I'd be like Molly, let's go driving, and then it would just be like we go on a drive. Of driving, and yeah. Molly's crying. Yeah. I know. While we're listening to American, this American life. I mean, it just, but like you need to have, like, you gotta I'm, cry I'm out. hoping that if you have a friend who's this fucked up, that you have another friend who's not this fucked up. Yeah. And I have found oftentimes, like, not every friend can be there for you the way that Christina was there for me during a huge breakup, or like, not every friend can be there for you the same way. And some are even yeah, going to surprise huge. you with their behavior. And you really only like Christina and Blair have always been my go to friends in a breakup situation because they get it. Like, they get it. They're like, okay, you're in pain. Like, and that's it. Like, that's the bottom line. Like, they don't question it further than that. They're like, you need to have your moment. Yeah, like, I think and maybe I, this moment lasts a little bit too long. Yeah. But like, no. you know, yeah. I, I'm really big on like feeling all of your feelings because if you try to stuff them down or like suppress anything, that's when you get like tumors or, yeah. <laughs> or you know, it just, you don't heal faster because I believe you're not you getting 100%. them out. And by the way, you're exactly right that like that does manifest in your health. Yeah. Your physical health yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Like I believe that the, main cause of most of our physical ailments are emotional pain um that's been stuffed down somewhere and like fest it festers it festers and it causes things it's true it's true like i went to a chiropractor who like could only adjust my back based on like what he could like tap out emotionally from me it was crazy but like it always worked so yeah you just need like need to talk to people find your friends if this girl is not the best friend you thought she was and she wasn't and you're lucky that you learned this lesson and I do believe that even if you can't see it in the moment knowing what I know now every single thing in my life was leading up to where I am now like every single thing that ever happened to me every heartbreak every friendship that I've questioned every everything you know I wouldn't say my life is 100% perfect, no, but it's as close to perfect as it ever has been. I'm the happiest that I ever have been in my life. Yeah. And it's, like, been as a result of a lot of pain. Like, 2013 was the worst year of my life. Like, the worst year of my life. And in the last month of that year, I met Derek, and I moved on from a lot of things that were causing me pain, and that it's just changed my life. Like, I'll just never be the same. And even if not everything works out the way that I hope it will, I will never be the same because I have a new standard of life for myself. That's it. I I wish you the best. And, and I know that if you don't grow from – or if you don't get something fantastic out of this, that you will grow from it quite a bit. So every week I'm going to pick one of my listeners and send them a song that costs $1.29 on iTunes. The way that you qualify for this is by retweeting, reblogging, or giving us five stars and a positive review in the iTunes store. I will also pick my favorite caller and send them a song that I think they need um, or that they would really enjoy. Well, we have yet to see who our favorite caller is for this episode. Yeah, I think we have a couple good ones lined up, so All right. you'll, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> Next call. Hey, Molly. My name is Andrea from Chicago. I'm calling with an interesting question. Um, I am 32 years old, and my husband died of cancer in September. So we are going on about 11 months. Uh, my husband was sick for 13 months. It was a really long cancer journey full of suffering and sadness. But... Um, we were together for 10 years, and we were married for seven and a half, and, you know, it was his dying wish for me to be happy, and I rock out being happy, and I focus on that, and I focus on having fun and going out there and meeting people, um, but it's always kind of awkward when, you know, I'm meeting people, and for a while I was wearing my ring, and everybody, um, you know, would ask, like, where's your husband, and I'm like, he died, and that sucks. It's super awkward, and it's like a weren't weren't. Um, and so now I took my ring off and I'm meeting a ton of guys and I'm like back out there doing that again. It's, it's a little crazy because I don't know how to do it. So the last time I 
dated anybody was in 2003 because we were together for so long. And the dating world is totally different. Um, I absolutely am not interested in any type of, like, online dating situations. I'm just interested in, like, going out there and meeting people and focusing on that. So just wondering what your advice is moving forward as a 30-year-old in the dating world, not doing the social online dating, because I definitely know I don't want to do that. Um, what your advice is? What do you think about this topic? Thanks. Love your show. Bye. Um, so I know a lot of people like part of our podcast because, or Molly's podcast, because um, she kind of like tells the truth and tells it like it is. Uh, and sometimes some of the callers get dragged. But with this one, um, Molly is a little bit emotional. It is. It's so like, I don't know, like I, this, I don't know, Andrea, like, I think you sound very strong. And I think that considering everything that happened to you, you're doing very, very well. And um, I'm proud of you for being not even within a year of this and doing probably what your husband would have wanted you to do, which is to get back out there and to find happiness on your own. I think that true love means that you want whoever it is that you love to be happy. Um, I'm just I'm really moved by what you had just like I'm really moved by your call. I really am. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm particularly impressed that she sounds like she's so good like she, she sounds, sounds like she's so, so happy in such a good place and she's grieved it yeah. seems like and she's ready to get back out she's like ready she's more enthusiastic about dating that's than what's I am. moving about it yeah. is that's really what it Inspiring, is, is that she really. sounds like a great like she just is like a great girl like yeah. i want to be friends with andrea yeah like, i want to find just, a nice guy for like, her yeah absolutely yeah. and i think that that andrea is your main thing is that you just need to um <laughs> you're right yeah i'm fine there's tissues there you just need to talk to your friends i think that know you and know what you've been through and obviously everyone's a sucker for a widow i'm fucking crying yeah <laughs> but i think that if and, you um, talk to yeah. your friends uh, they will be able to help you meet a nice guy and it might not come right away. Um, you know, these things don't. You got to kiss a couple frogs before you find another prince. That's exactly true. Yeah. Like these, I, but you need to also put yourself in a place where you're in the hands of good people um, that won't send you out on dates with um, guys that are assholes. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I. I do definitely think she might need to get a couple dates under her belt, even if it's like she's not even interested in the person really. Yeah. It's just for the experience of getting back into like the rhythm of dating. Practice dates. Yeah. Like, I'm like big 10 on 10 years is a long time to be in a relationship. And then, yeah. Absolutely. Like there was a, I've had like a few dry spells over the years and I was really big on forcing myself to go on dates with guys that I didn't even like just because. I knew that it would be good to keep myself in the practice of being open to romantic interests. Um, and, and going back to the thing about um, bringing up that your husband has passed on, I think you need to make it a point that you are in a good to mention that you are in a good spot because you sound like you're you're doing great and you're just kind of addressing and be like, hey, you know, my husband passed, but you would never yeah. know. Yeah, like, I, that's would the thing, I would never. I think known from most that. yeah, most people's idea of someone that's like. A widow is that you're, you know, in a in a hard place. It seems like that's almost like a romantic comedy character where it's like you're overcoming this terrible thing that happened to you. Um, but or, you know, you're you're ready to date, but no one will ever match up to who your husband was, and that might be true. But you're certainly not acting as as though that's the case, and which is not to say anything about your husband. It's everything about you, Andrea. And I'm just, you know, I'm really just awestruck by your character and how strong you are. And I think that other people will be too. Um, uh, on the online dating thing, I can understand her apprehension about it. Um, I think a lot has changed about online dating in the last couple years especially social acceptance of it. It's not as foreign or as weird anymore as it used to be. Um, I know a lot of couples that got, have gotten hooked up 
and it's a great filtering system because um, you can you have a, a lot more power. It's different when you're at a bar and you're trying to get guys like creepy dudes away from you. It's so hard because you have to be like, um, yeah. I mean, the bar atmosphere isn't probably the best thing for you yeah. at, at this moment. Although it does sound like you're incredibly sociable. Yeah, but I would. Say, I want to like have a drink with you. I know. I want to yeah. hang out with Andrea. Yeah, um, Andrea, if you're ever in LA, please head up. Please advise. We'd love to. We'd love to get a drink with you. But, um. I think that you have a personality that's very strong from what I can tell and that your personality would lend very well to the internet in a way just in that like even if you're not on like an eHarmony or like a Tinder or whatever it is, I probably wouldn't be on Tinder. It seems like a hookup website to me. I don't know anything or hookup app. I don't know anything yeah, about it's that not. Shit. If you're looking for anything more than a hookup, you should not be on Tinder. I don't know. That's just been my experience. But I would be open definitely to like – you know, uh, talking to people on Twitter that I'm already that I know are like interesting and funny and that are in my area and like open or like guys on Tumblr. Like I can't tell you how many Tumblr relationships I've seen start over the years. Same thing. Like I don't know about Instagram. I feel like that's too shallow. But I think that you have the opportunity through the internet without traditional like dating sites to meet guys that you wouldn't have normally met that don't involve being in like a club, a dimly lit club with alcohol in you. Right. And I don't think necessarily when you talk about having internet dating, I think you can exclude sites like Match or OkCupid or a Tinder moment, but you can also do something like Meetup and you can do meetup.com, which like host basically it's just like oh we have this similar interest like uh i don't know i can't think of any like we like going hiking and so you meet up with a group of people about 30 people and they go i haven't done it recently but when i first moved to la i did that's how like i was trying to meet friends and stuff like that and i met all my friends in la through a meetup it was a tumblr meetup but it was still a meetup like i still met went to go meet a group of people so maybe look into yeah. that like explore your interests maybe you can find a group online tumblr meetups and then just so meet chic when christina first moved to los angeles 2008, like, yeah. you were like everyone was doing like a chic tumblr meetup situation but <laughs> that's like even possible but i <laughs> i um yeah andrea i think that the key to anything in this dating world the dating scape um is that it's it's really hard like it, like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like this is a daunting task that you've uh, mm-hmm. set yourself out on. It's not easy for anyone. It's especially not easy for someone who's had a love of their life um, pass away. And um, so for that, I really feel for you. Um, but I, I think that what you need to know is that you just. You know, you just got to hang in there because it's going to be a lot of trial and error and a lot of like going out and being like, think about any of your single friends that are like, fuck, why can't I meet a great guy? Like, you're back there. Like, and that sucks. Like, you're back back in that place of just you have to keep in mind that if something doesn't work out right away, um, it doesn't mean that it's never going to. Yeah. I, I have a lot of faith that you're going to find someone. You sound really upbeat and magnetic and like, you know, Molly and I would probably like to hang out with you. So I know. Girl, you're definitely going to find someone. I'm obsessed someone. with you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I really am. Andrea, please call me, 323-450-7408. I would like to send Andrea a song. Yeah, she absolutely. She is going to be my 129 of this episode at the very least. Like, I also really want to be friends with Andrea uh, and pet her hair. All right. <laughs> Askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Thank you so much for calling, Andrea. Next call. Hey, Walls. Um, so there's this girl that I used to be really good friends with, and over the years, we became pretty inseparable. But um, I started to notice that as time progressed, she became more attached to our friendship, and she became very jealous of time that I'd spend with other friends. And it got to the point that she would be so possessive and territorial that she would start to do things that were harmful to our friendship. Um, she would badmouth me on the Internet via Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, um, and it was very clear that these posts were directed at me. And when it got to the point where it was very unhealthy, my best friend and I confronted her about it. And, of course, she didn't take it very well, so we kind of backed off um, and kind of distanced ourselves from her. But she continued to badmouth me online, and it kind of became so bad that other people were bringing it to my attention. And I'm a teacher with a reputation to uphold, and it's become quite slanderous. And people know exactly who she's talking about. This has continued over the past two years. 
Um, but recently, she has reached out to my best friend to make amends for the things that she's said and done over the past few years. And my friend has kind of mentioned to me that this girl eventually would like to reach out to me to resolve our issues. Yet I know for a fact that she's recently talked negatively about me online. So my question for you is, should I wait for her to communicate with me, or should I confront her about all the terrible things that she's uh, been saying about me? And if, if I should confront her, what do you think I should say? Thanks, Mom, but I always appreciate it. Have a great night. Well, I don't really know what you would get out of speaking to her because everyone knows she's fucking nuts. Like, everyone knows. Everyone who needs to know knows. And all you'll get out of speaking to this person, who, by the way, is in love with you, like, throwing this out, she's in love with you. I think that there's a lot of people that never get over this sort of thing that, like, get burned and don't know how to – I mean, I've had had a guy do this to me before where it's, like, it's – turn into something bigger than myself because I'm like, ah, like I just, all I was was not interested in you. And I think that maybe the one thing you didn't handle properly, and I can't blame you 100% for this, but if we can go back and maybe do this whole situation over again, was that I'm guessing that you had an inkling that she was interested in you before all of this happened. Yeah, I'm kind and of wondering if, like, about it. she just friended him because she was like, oh, I'm going to be his friend, and then we're going to hang out, and then he's going to fall in love with me. Like, I wonder if that was, like, her grand scheme. I have scheme. a deep theory that there is no just friends. Like, and yeah. I know it's not, I know it's it's not men and women can never be friends. I have a lot of, like, guy friends that I know for a fact are not interested in me and vice versa, but I do think that when you have someone sets out with a romantic intention they can never go to just a friend because they were never friends and that's a friendship is like you will always have that thing I think that that's why I have a hard time with um people like when when a guy breaks up and he's like let's be friends I'm like well actually I have friends I don't want to be friends because we were never we're not friends like what we are is we're romantic interests we're not friends so I think that I think that it's very uh I think that Christina's theory of of uh this girl having been like consistently interested in you romantically and you taking her in as a friend and um keeping her in your life like that yeah she's just She's too involved. Like, she's yeah, been behind the curtain, so she knows if, how to get to you. Yeah, I think even if you two sort of move through this, which I don't I don't know if you can because, like, shit-talking someone online and threatening your career, really, as a teacher because uh, – Well, okay, let's be honest. All of the people that he knows that know her knows that she's talking about him. Right. But but I'm like saying like let's say we this were, could potentially damage his no, career. No, it can't because let's say he was a parent in a school district who happened upon his blog or happened upon this woman's blog unless she could prove in a court of law that this woman was speaking about him, she could not get him fired from his job. Additionally, he's not doing anything to perpetuate this madness. This right. is a woman that is making him a victim of her writing. Right. We don't know if there's some sort of thing that's going on between the two of them. I don't know if I 100... I believe this guy. I do. I believe him. You think maybe he let her on her a little bit? I don't know. Yeah. But I, I do believe that there must have been an element of that because I think you know when someone likes you. I know yeah. in the past I have led people on. I have led guys on. Like I've also like heard guys say to me like I like you and I'll be like let's just be friends and like I've ignored... The yeah, fact I've done that. They've that. come to me and said that. I've done that, and I've been on the other side of that. Yeah, yeah, and it sucks. You know, it does. It blows. Ugh. Like it sucks for this girl too. That's the thing that sucks is that like no one is happy in this situation. That's why this girl is going such about like about such an immature way of yeah. expressing herself is because she's in a lot of pain right now. Yeah. So I can only be led to believe that's there have been two parties involved in this in this situation. And, yeah, I I just think that he sounds very innocent for someone that's getting a lot of pain brought upon him. Yeah. Because I just know, like, typically women as, like, um, 
vengeful as they can be at times, um, do not typically do things without any, like, un- completely unwarranted. Yeah, it's almost like a, like, you know, fatal attraction. Yeah. Like, he, like, the Michael Douglas character was not completely innocent in that situation. Exactly. Like, she was crazy. Exactly. But he was also guilty in, like, leading her on a little bit. Exactly. Same thing in Single White Female. Yeah. Like, so I'm just saying that. So he actually asked a follow-up question, which was, like, should he confront her about this or... Should he just like... No, yeah. that's what I started out saying yeah. is that just like, why would you shake this? Like, why would you like shake this up? She's already like, can't keep your name out of her mouth. It sounds like the people that know that she's doing this think she's fucking nuts. So like everyone you need to have on your side is on your side. There's no way your school district or whatever can like call you out based on what is like vague, anonymous writing um, it also sounds like this person is not balanced. This person is like willing to go really low in order to get her point across. And that makes me feel like she doesn't have boundaries and like she could maybe involve your name at some point. Yeah. Or she could maybe take it and involve your school's name at some point or whatever it is. Something that would alert people that you're afraid of finding out about this, about this. Um, But if you're being dramatic, and I kind of feel like you might be, I don't know that you are. I feel like if this was really like the the code red, like emergency status that it was, you wouldn't be calling me about it. I feel like this is something that's probably like a yellow. Like I don't think this is the biggest emergency in the world. And that makes me believe that like – you are self-conscious because your mutual friends know who she's talking about. That also makes me think that maybe you led her on. So I would love a follow-up call on this, uh, 323-450-7408, and I would just like to know some more details. I think I need a little bit more in order to fully understand what's going on now that we've posed these questions to you about what your involvement was um, in kind of perpetuating this relationship And um, whether or not you said anything, I really hope that you just let it go. I just think you should just let it go. And the friendship go? Let the friendship go? Whoa, duh. Yeah, absolutely. Gone. That was never a friendship. Yeah, no. Yeah, back to square one. Yeah, it was never really a friendship. That was never a friendship. That was like, oh, it was like a very sweet crush while it lasted. And then once the crush got disturbed, possessiveness between a guy and girl, straight people, friendship, that's love. Yeah, that's love is that she just wanted to keep you to herself. And I did this to a guy probably like five years ago where like he like had to like watch me date other people and watch me like it just is it was it was I tortured him by not letting him go completely. And I think that you need to let her go completely and that any part of you after realizing that she maybe had feelings for you, which you don't admit to, but you're not a dead person. If I can suss that out within three seconds of you calling, then I know that she was feeling that you were feeling that way. I'm not not to say you brought it upon yourself, but you just you know better than that. Who doesn't know better than that? We've all been there though, and I don't I don't want to judge you. Let's just take her next call. Hi Miles, it's Britt. So I've been having this issue with this guy and talking to him, and I just come to terms with I just want him to be a friend, and I don't really know how to go about, like, telling him that or getting around to that without coming off as, like, a bitchy person. Um, we never, like, really talk about being anything more than friends, but it's kind of hinted around to that. And... It's not because I don't like him like that. I'm just at this place in my life where I just want to do my own thing and focus on that. And I've also been dealing with things with friends, being like, oh, give him a chance, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just trying to do me right now. And so I would just like your advice on how to maybe go about letting him know that I'm just not really interested in that right now, but I still would like to talk to him occasionally. And... Also, like, am I doing the right thing by being like, I just want to be independent right now. I don't really want anything. So any sort of advice would be great. And thanks. All right. Bye. Hey, Brett. I think your name was Brett. Um, Y'all aren't friends. Like, they'd be kind of just addressed us on our last call. And I think that 
I need to play this call. We weren't sure if we were going to play this or not, but I think that we need to play this call because this is a very important question. This question is a source of a lot of pain for a lot of people. I have not always been good about this in my life. I haven't always been good about this. I've like let a lot of things, a lot of weeds overgrow, if you will, and I haven't I've treated other people's feelings as luxuries in the past. I know that. Like I know that there have been things where it's like I need to be very, very clear with this person that like their romantic interest in me is not my intention in this friendship. And because of that, it's probably better just to let them go than to perpetuate some sort of weird feeling thing. But I I just – Alternatively, like I think there's been a couple situations where I've been a little bit too honest, a little too brutal when I'm handling. Sorry, I don't know why I'm up three octaves. I never (laughs) say anything. I always like confront it. Like, listen, this is never going to happen. I'm not interested in you. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this is when I was like 21 and I was like, I need to be bluntly honest. Okay, see, I always avoided it. I was always like, oh, <laughs> like, I always just was like, no, not me. And, like, I avoided it. And, like, I would let these things happen where, like, next thing I know, the guy's, like, showing up to my house crying at 3 in the morning. Yeah. Like, beating down my door, literally. Um, I think the ultimate answer is is to go somewhere in the middle. Not necessarily like, oh, I'm never going to be interested in you. I don't think you should say that to anyone. <laughs> I think that's terrible. No, I know. What I what I did, I did one, I did one time. Yeah. I figured it out how to say it. All right. Because I went on like a date with a guy that I had met like happenstance. Like I just happened to meet him randomly at a bar. And he asked me out on a date. And he went so far out of his way to, like, make sure it was a nice date. He, like, had his car cleaned. He, like, did all these, like, things. He got a haircut. Like, he went really far out of his way to make sure I had a great date. I know. Yeah. And I just was not – it wasn't – I wasn't seeing it for him. It was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. You know innately. Innately. Like, you feel it in your genitals. Like, is (laughs) this happening? Is this not? So I, you know, let him call me. And I didn't say anything. And I was like, fuck. Fuck. Like, this person did all this nice stuff for you. And you're literally going to treat this like you've treated the other shit. Where it's like, you've just been an asshole. And, like, karmically, it's not okay. No, it's not. Because I know that the times that guys have hurt my feelings, which has been more often than not, like, I've been destroyed by it. Because I'm like, I I put my heart out there. And, like, you're just, like, throwing it back in my face. So I... Really, I like I thought about it and then I wound up calling this guy and it was really difficult. But I just said to him, look, like you've put in too much effort and you've been too nice for me to not be honest with you and just say that like the place that I'm at in my life and this is where I fudged it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You have to kind of like white lie it. it Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't just be like, no. Yeah, never going to happen. Like, I don't get it for you. Like, I don't know. Like, you cannot do that to a guy. Like, you can't. Or to anyone, really. Like, you just can't say, like. I'm not attracted to you, period. Because they'll know what you're saying. Because they're not retarded. They'll know (laughs) what you're saying. They'll know that ultimately, reading between the lines, you're saying, not interested. Because that's, that's like, the headline. Not interested in a conversation like that because if you are interested, you would have made it work. Yeah. You just say something like, look at the place in my life where I'm at right now. I'm not really interested in dating and I think you're fantastic. Which is the truth in her case. She said she wants to be independent. Fantastic. But yeah. it, that's true. And then she thinks he's great. Yeah. But you cannot be selfish. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. Like there is no friendship there. Like that yeah. is the truth is that if this guy came into this friendship liking you – he will never not like you. And this will blow up in your face. And like he may even pretend to be 100% cool with it and be like, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. We'll just be friends. And don't hook up with him either. Don't hook up with him. It will blow up in yeah. your face. Because I'm telling you, this is the situation. This is the type of situation that ends with him drunkenly freaking the fuck out. Yeah. He will have a drunken freak out on you. 
Because you've been there, I'm sure, as a chick, where you drunkenly freak out on a guy because, like, he's not giving you what you want. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been there. Like, I've been there. I've had that drunken freak out moment, and it's not pretty. So you just don't want to be on the other end of that, especially if a guy's doing it. You're like, ah, this is, like, not your gender. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is not, like, what is – this is not what a straight guy's supposed to do. And I – when I – the first time I witnessed it, I was, like – I was so in over my head. Like, so in over my head. Yeah. And to the, like, I, yeah. like, I fractured an entire group of friends because I just was, like, I feel really betrayed by what just happened. And the more I look back on it, I don't think that the fight that resulted, if you want to call it that, was um, – I don't think that, that was my fault, but I do think that I didn't make it easy on anyone – like, I don't think that I was honest enough about where I was at. I think that I just wrote back like a, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. you definitely have to be clear that this isn't going to happen. Um, but you have to kind of put it in a way that's not tearing out his heart. I mean, you have to be prepared for the fact that you're going to hurt his feelings. That's a given. But He's like any other person that gets yeah, their heart broken. absolutely. And you want to probably believe just because you're doing it that it's not going to hurt him as much. But, like, picture yourself after being let. Yeah. You do want to soften the blow a little bit, but you do want to be direct about it and be clear. I call it a fist and a teddy bear. Like, you just want to, like, make a fist and then put a teddy bear on it. And then you <laughs> want to just sock him in the gut, but with the teddy bear on it. And that's what it is. You can't. You can't deny that it's going to hurt his feelings, but you can maybe make it a little bit softer than it would be. All right. Thanks so much for calling, Brett. I think that's your name. Appreciate it. Please call us back, 323-450-7408. I want to know how things ended with this guy. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. My name is Molly. You can email me at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Whatever else, Facebook. What is that network called? Are there other ones? Yeah. We're on it. We're on it. And you can just search, please advise. It's PLZ. We are proud to be a part of the Loudspeakers Network. We want to thank SoundCloud for hosting our audio. SoundCloud.com slash please advise. We're also on the iTunes store. You can subscribe. That's how I listen to my my podcasts. I like do a little Savage Love moment, a little This American Life. I love the read. I got peed on at the read live show. <laughs> if anyone's curious, I'll oh, tell man. you about that another day. Okay, well, I'll tell you about it really yeah. quickly right Please. now. Okay, so we went to see the read live in Los Angeles. Christina and I love the read. Yeah. Christina introduced me to the read. I wound up getting to hang out with Kid Fury and Crystal, which was. I had to work that day and I got laid off from that job and I'm still really pissed about that. It was amazing. Like, sorry, Christina. Yeah, I couldn't I make it. it because I had to work that job. But Blair, Christina and I, Blair, if you listen to the uh, episode three and four, you'll hear Blair. She uh, loves the read as well. And uh, we went to the read live show, which is like they're like famous podcasters. So they get to do live shows. And the audience that came out for the read was Buck. Like, I don't even know what I was expecting. I don't, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what I was expecting. It was Buck. Like, but it was also kind of great because like everyone was talking with each other, like throughout oh. the show. Like we were talking to our seat neighbors. We were Absolutely. like sharing dick pics. Well, like it was the great. thing is, is, oh yeah, no, no, no. Like there was like legit, like, well, cause we saw Felon Bay. Yeah. Was, Felon like, Bay a was big, like a big thing big at that time. Thing that night. And like, Fallon Bay's dick was like put up on the internet. We were all looking at his dick and we were like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> like here's the thing is like I don't like to buy into Fallon Bay madness, but like I do kind of think he's something like <laughs> he's undeniable. Like he's hot. Like he is hot. And like I don't like to like support the system like that. Like I'm just like kind of like, you know, I'm more on the other side of it where it's like I'll give a little money to homeboy industries, but like I'm not bailing out a felon because he's hot but like I kind of like will bail out a felon because he's hot so anyway so the dick pics were going around Derek was there which is like by the way if I ever if I ever say I don't love my boyfriend I need you to remind me he went to see the read live show with me we were having like 
everyone in the audience, Derek was, <laughs> Derek was into it. He has no idea what the fuck's going on, but he was like into it. The people behind us were fantastic, giving us dick pics. Like we were talking the whole time. It was great. It was like the questions we were all like interactive, feeling it. Yeah. I kind of got shot out like two times. Yeah, twice. Big deal. Yeah, and Kim Curry um, and Crystals did a great job hosting. Like, oh shout my out to God, them. they're amazing. Yeah. They're everything. And they yeah. were like, they were on one. We're like, standing for them They right were now. on an LA on one. Like, they were like, they came to LA. And by the way, before I lived in Los Angeles, whenever I would visit here, I would get fuck wild. Like, I would get crazy. And they were doing that, like, like the most. The most. They were on, they, they, they drank Hennessy, I guess. I don't even know. People were hitting on them left and right. Oh, there was like. <laughs> There was like, oh my God, they like, I, I don't know. They, I think they're both like models. Like I said to them <laughs> after I met them, I was like, by the way, I'm going home right now, but I just want to let you know, because you guys talk down about yourselves all the time. You're both fucking models. Yeah. And like, you're adorable. And like, I would just like, I just want to like scoop them up and like take them and like hang them on my rear view <laughs> mirror. Like they're so cute. So um the crowd was great they were great. i decide with Derek. Yeah. i'm like a little bit i'm fiending for some barbecue and there was a barbecue place across the street and i you know i'd met them the night before so it was an embarrassment of riches and i felt like i maybe didn't need to stay the whole night like if i could just like pop out go to the bathroom go across the street with Derek, put our name in to get barbecue and well then, like, we were supposed to get dinner beforehand but that didn't work out okay so that's yeah, why you we, were starving we fucked it up we like had a little fuck up moment yeah so um we like thought the show started at nine it started at six or something it was crazy so yeah so. Derek and molly didn't eat so they were fucking starving we were by the end of the starving episode. marvin and like we've both been drinking Derek and i definitely drank in the uber on the way over which is illegal and we um like you know like i was like i gotta pee real bad because i had all this like white wine in me or something yeah so she was getting ready to go to the restaurant and she's like well i'm gonna pee before i go so i ran upstairs and prior to this prior to you going to the bathroom we saw a woman like definitely twisted in the audience okay i had i had not seen yeah that twisted blair, woman. blair and i were like this because you know, Kid Flirt there were, and Crystals called her out at one point during the show. Okay. Yeah. And, and there was, was like, and by the way, they were like, again, on one. So like the fact that they could spot how on one she was. And like there were people in the audience that literally took the bus two hours just to get to this show. Yeah. Which doesn't mean anything because the LA bus system sucks. And that could mean that they had been like on in the Santa bus Monica from like Santa Monica or like whatever, like anything below ninth like they could have been on a bus for two hours just circling western over and over again right but it still shows the passion of their fan base which well, is that's incredible. what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so it's a bold either way they sat for two hours whether yeah. or not that la yeah. bus is at fault or what so i go to the bathroom i'm like peeing i'm like i'm like you know i'm like really proud of my thong game like i only wear <laughs> one type of thong and i wear well i wear two i wear hanky panky thongs or I wear Cosabella, which is, by the way, if you don't know, it's a real bougie thong. Like, I'm wearing, like, a $30 thong. And that's all I wear. And, like, that's – I have it in every color. And I just I just wear this underwear. Like, it's all I wear. I'm, like, a lot of pairs. So, like, if you're going to a place in your mind where you're trying to do, like, math on, like, me wearing a lot of the same underwear, I don't, like, just wear one pair. Crazy. So – I am. Um, so, I'm a huge yeah. snob, and I'm peeing in the stall, and like all of a sudden, I hear someone burst in the bathroom, and like the door like hits this thing. It's like, and I'm peeing, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then like someone starts to break into the stall I'm in, and I'm like, no someone's in here and yeah. I like start pushing the door back because there's another stall next to me and it's empty so I'm like pushing the door back and I'm like no someone's in here stop door opens again hey hey I'm in here go to the next one there's the next one's empty go in the next one hey I'm in here like all of a sudden I start to hear like uh <laughs> oh <laughs> it's this like groaning noise that I can't even it's like the ugliest noise I've ever heard in my life. She's like, uh, right? 
So then all of a sudden I see her little Freddy Krueger hands twist around <laughs> the side of the door and like they're just like twisted around the side of the door. I'm like looking at her hands and the door starts to shake and I'm just like, oh my God, is someone getting fucked up against the door that I'm like in? <laughs> then all of a sudden I hear it and it is the splash of urine oh, on a God. tile floor, okay? So the tile floor, you know, it... it Things bounce back. And a little bit of urine just so happened to hit my leg. Ugh. Possibly the exterior of my thong. I cannot confirm or deny, but I can just tell you that I was repulsed. And I was like, well, I was like, I really went through the, um, so, oh, so the girl's like pissing, like pissing. Clear is like. It's like, oh, the pee is, like, clear. Like, this girl does not take vitamins. Like, she the pee is, like, clear as fuck. And I'm like, oh, man. So I'm, like, debating, like, quickly. I have, like, 30 seconds or not even 10 seconds to mentally debate whether or not I take my thong off and put it in my purse or if I, like, keep my thong on. And, like, meanwhile, like, I just want to remind you, my thong is not, like, in any way soaked in this woman's urine in any way. I just am like there's a possibility of you know, a splash I'm just nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous about a splashback. So I'm like, I guess I just keep it on. Because if I if I take it off and a splashback did happen, then I'm just like rolling her pee around in my purse. So and then that means like I have to get a purse clean too. As opposed to just like scour my vagina forever. So I, um, <laughs> so I, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like straight up Brillo status. So I went to um, the outside of the bathroom. I left. I was like, huh. And it was at like, this point that like Blair and I both get text messages from Molly. It's like, someone peed, and they're all caps, like, someone I'm like, peed, someone on, me peed, peed on me. And then all of a sudden I see two women come like, bursting up the stairs and they're like uh and i'm like are you friends with that girl and she's like yeah blair and i and immediately knew me, who like was. she's looking at me when she's like yeah like i just imagine the eyes she's giving me like she's not condescending she's more horrified because she knows that her friend is in that bathroom and whatever she did that this stranger is about to alert her to aka me that like She's going to have to clean it up. It No, it's te- it's just terrible. Yeah. Like, whatever she's going to hear is terrible. She knows her friend is capable of anything at this point. So I'm like, your friend just pee- tried to pee in the trash can, and she did not pee in the trash can, <laughs> and she peed all over the ground, and the pee splashed on me. And everyone was like, uh, uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. So then Derek comes out. I tried to spare Derek from as many details as I could, but yeah. I did do the, oh, <laughs> noise. I was like, Derek is the craziest noise I've ever heard in my life. And um, so, yeah, Blair and I immediately knew who it was. So we were like looking at her seat area to see if she came back and she she did not And like the security or whoever was in charge over there, like they came and collected her things from her seat. So like she I'm never came back. I'm across the street eating like pulled pork at yeah. this point. Like I don't even know. But yeah. God bless that girl. <laughs> I am so proud of her. God bless Kid Fury and Crystal for not only having a fantastic podcast, but fantastic. for having the craziest fans I've ever seen. Like, most passionate, craziest fans. They love them. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm so proud of them. I am. I'm so proud of them. Like, they're- yeah, I don't even, I've never met them, but I'm really happy for them. And I hope that they have even more success because they're, they're just really great. Their personalities are amazing. And, and we're very honored to be on the same network as them. Yeah. Like, that's just like, if that we one were so excited us, we were when like, we found out. Ah! Like, we had an Oprah's favorite things moment. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, when loudspeakers asked us to come on. So, Thank you so much to Loudspeakers. Thank you to everyone else. Thank you to SoundCloud. Thank you to Kid Farrow and Crystal for inspiring us. Thank you to the girl who pissed in my thong for teaching me a lesson about leaving the house. And have a nice day, you guys. Bye.